Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. The quality of your questions determine the quality of your life. Have you ever heard that before? I actually heard that for the first time from one of my mentors, Brandon Dawson. And that made so much sense to me in the moment because I realized like a lot of the things I've been asking myself weren't guiding me into what was next in my life. And so the quality of your questions determine the quality of your life. Ask yourself this, am I asking myself the right questions to move my life forward? And that's going to be part of the conversation I'm having today's with today's guest, Paul Beam, um, who has the True North podcast. And Paul's an incredible human being, um, former military veteran, a service member, a, a man of tremendous value who's actually helping other men along their journey. And I thought it was really serendipitous that he would come and be a guest on Think Unbroken today as we are launching the Unbroken Man book. And you may have heard me mention this a few times. If you have not, I decided to write a book called Unbroken Man, A Man's Guide to Overcoming Trauma. 
And it's really a book about practical tools and ways that for men, because I am one, that we can create massive change in our life. And so it is available. If you are a woman, you are more than welcome to read it or however you identify. I don't care. If you go to men.thinkunbroken.com, you can get the book for free. PDF version. You're going to have to read it on your computer or something. But you can also, if you want, if you choose, if you decide that that's for you, you can buy a copy of the book as well. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do when I wrote this book was to create massive context for men specifically. I've been very benefited by being able to coach women for very, men and women for a very long time in, in helping people make meaning. And even for me in coaching, make more meaning of what I'm doing as a coach. And it dawned on me that I wanted to spend some time focusing on coaching men. I'm not removing myself from focusing on coaching women either, but I'm going to narrow down a little bit here and, and bring a lot of attention this year and in the foreseeable future to helping men because I recognize we have a lot of men moving about the world as hurt, lost little boys, which, as you know, me and my story is the way that I thought about myself in my 20s. And so if you go to men.thinkunbroken.com, you'll be able to download that for free. Literally zero dollars. It's a full book. It's not one of those things where like, here's a page and then, no, it's the whole damn book because I wanted to create massive value for those who are willing to read it. Um, and so that said, this episode with, with Paul is incredible because he talks about so many things that hold true to me that I look at and I go, man, if I would have known what he was talking about when I was 20 years old, gosh, I don't even know where I'd be. Now, of course, I recognize you can't change the past. That's not what I'm trying to say in that. But just looking at this and understanding that the, the structure in which our lives are formed um, can forever be changed by when we start to shift and change our identity. He'll talk about that. He'll talk about his 3P system um, and many other things. I'm very, very excited for this conversation. And of course, I want to say thank you all to the Unbroken Nation for listening, for subscribing. We're pushing to become the top mental health show on planet Earth. So every time you listen, you are part of that mission. Every time you leave a review, you are part of that mission. And I'm internally grateful for you. So my friends, without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal in company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book.thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. We'll be right back to the show. But before we do, I'm going to take a moment and tell you about my new book, Unbroken Man, A Man's Guide to Being the Hero of Their Own Story. 
I sat down a few months ago and realized that there are so many men in the world that need guidance, that need support, that need to learn about trauma, removing themselves from toxic masculinity, breaking down the barriers to vulnerability, getting unstuck, and ultimately learning the tools to become the hero of their own story. Unbroken Man is available for pre-order right now if you go to men.thinkunbroken.com where you'll also get access to over $1,000 in bonuses, including the six-week in-depth trauma healing coaching app, which you'll get instant access to. I created Unbroken Man to be accessible to everyone around the world, but it is written for men from the guise of a man, and I hope that you will find it to be a practical tool on your healing journey in the same way that thousands of men around the world have. So check out men thinkunbroken.com to pre-order and until next time be unbroken hey what's up unbroken nation hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today i'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest and friend paul beam who is the creator of true north ministries man camp in the true north podcast paul my man what is going on in your world today a whole lot of stuff, just like everyone else, brother. Um, it's good to be on on the show with you. Um, life, uh, my life is no different different than anyone else's life. There's stuff going on all the time, man. I hate the word busy, but man, sometimes that's the only word we can use to describe it, right? Well, you, actually, that's a really interesting thought. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with Dave Metzler, but I, I was spending some time with him in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. And I had said the word busy and he goes, what if you tried the word active? And I was like, oh, that's so good. So I've been using that word a lot in my life recently, really holding on to that. So Paul, before we get in the show, for those who do not know you, tell us a little bit about you, your story and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. I would love to, man. Thank you. Um, So my name is Paul Beam. I live in Texas. I was born and raised in Texas little town called Brownwood is, uh, to be exact, where I was raised, graduated from early high school, straight out of high school, went into the Marine Corps, um, where I served four years in the Marine Corps, was stationed on the East Coast in North Carolina, um, and then uh, came back to Texas in 2004, went back to Brownwood, lived there for a number of years until 2013, where I landed in the Austin area which I, n- I never would have thought I would have landed in the Austin area, but I did. And so as life would have it, <clears throat> I just picked up and started running with the ball in Austin. Um, and so that, that's just a brief overview of kind of where I came from, kind of where I am right now. And 2013, things just started to shift pretty drastically for me um, as far as a man in general. I, I spent a number of years of my life, just kind of aimlessly wandering about, you know, um, uh, basically my, my father <clears throat> abandoned my mother and I, when I was two years old, she raised me until I was nine, um, on her alone, at which point she, she was remarried, but it wasn't necessarily to, uh, a man that, that a lot of people would say is a good role model for, for being a husband and a father and a man in general. Um, now, I will say that through that, and as a matter of fact, I contributed a chapter to a book uh, called The Greatest Lessons I Learned from My Father. And I did write about my stepfather <clears throat> because I do believe that even though he wasn't necessarily the best role model, I believe that the things we went through, the things that we endured uh, certainly served as lessons in my life, as stepping stones, for lack of a better word. And 
really shaped, helped shape and form me into the man that I am today. Uh, but that being said, in 2013, I really started digging a little deeper into who I am as a man. I started asking some some pretty hard questions. Of course, I'd been through some some rough stuff. Uh, I had been married for 10 years and then uh, divorced. And, <clears throat> you know, we had three children together. And uh, so there was just a lot of things that I was faced with at that point in time and, and ended up going to a pretty intensive counseling program for a number of months. And through that, just kind of started to really figure out who I was and tap into my identity as a man, which since then, uh, I believe it is our core. It's our foundation, our identity, knowing who we truly are, knowing what our role is in this world. And so that's kind of what I've done since 2013 and 2015. Uh, I realized that I needed to be surrounded by other men uh, that could actually speak life into me and share their wisdom with me, men that I looked up to, that I admired uh, because of the things that they had accomplished or the life that they were living or simply because of the men that they were being, you know, just admirable, honorable men. And uh, I decided to host my first event in 2015, not because I was just like, hey, I think it's a cool idea to start an event, but because I seen that there uh, there was a need that was not being met. Uh, Essentially, I was attending in a mega church. Um, and every year I realized that they would, they would host an event for women, but really nothing for men. And I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this. I'm just going to invite a bunch of guys out to the property and I'm going to cook some barbecue for them. And we'll, you know, we'll hang out and challenge each other and encourage each other. And, um, so anyway, one thing led to another and that's how man camp began. It really just started, uh, kind of selfishly, I guess, just me wanting to be surrounded by other men. Uh, But at the same time, me wanting to pour into others, because I knew that everything I had been through up to that point in my life, like had a purpose. I knew that I could use my experiences to help encourage other men and speak life into them and to help them, uh, number one, either avoid the same mistakes that I had made or number two, like climb their way out of the mistakes that they're right in the middle of right then and there without judgment, without ridicule, without feeling abandoned or anything like that. They could be their authentic self and know that there's someone there that so long as they truly want the help and are willing to do the work, uh, there's someone there to, to walk by their side and kind of walk with them through that. Um, And that was, that was 2015. And so that, that's when I first formed Man Camp. Since then, I formed a nonprofit out of that, which we called True North Ministries. Um, man, and that has been the last year. You're talking about, you know, last several months for you have been super rough. Like the last year for me, man, has been crazy. I ended up January of 2021. I was in an ATV accident. I was not the driver. <laughs> and uh, it was a rollover. I wasn't buckled in. And so basically it ejected me. <clears throat> so I had to have neck surgery. Uh, at some point I'll be having to have knee surgery as well. So I had surgery. And then at that time I was also trying to incorporate a new board uh, for the organization. And then over time, it's just the way things went, it did not work out with the board. And it was a very, very, uh, it was an ugly, ugly time there for a little bit with with the old board and, and really trying to work through that stuff. And so anyway, the 2021 was just a crazy year. 
and uh, still working through some of that stuff. But all that being said, uh, what I'm working on now is True North, rather than True North Ministries being a nonprofit, we're now transitioning um, to an LLC and we will call ourselves True North Mad. We'll still continue our events, still continue um, coaching men and doing small group coaching. Uh, got a couple ideas for, for books and courses and, and uh, planners and stuff like that that I'm working on creating right now. So that's, uh, man, that may be more than you asked for, but that's a little bit of my story and what, what brought me to where I am to this day. Yeah, man. I, I love it. Well, you know, we're here to have stories and to talk. And I think that, you know, you talked about something incredibly important that I've spent a lot of time diving into here on Think Unbroken, and that is looking at identity. You know, I, I believe that one of yeah. the most important things that we can do is recognize that our identity can be changed. I, I frequently tell people the Michael sitting here having this conversation with you today is a, a realization of an idea of the man that I thought I could be. And that yeah. took a tremendous amount of work and effort and energy because often identity is stripped from us in childhood. And you find yourself in this position of, I don't know if this was true for you, but as a man growing up and just being told, this is how men operate. This is what you should do. It's about money, women, cars, clothes, drugs, none of the things of real stature or value. And, and I found myself at, at multiple points in my life really feeling like I was sacrificing myself because of an identity that I didn't create. And so, Paul, I, I would love for you to talk a little bit about not only identity, but but your journey, your experience in discovering that for yourself and, and how you help others do the same. Sure. Yeah. So identity uh, for me, I, I would definitely agree with you that I think over time, identity um, kind of becomes convoluted as, as we're being raised by our parents. And it's, it's kind of weird as I think about what you're saying, like, I think as young children, like there is um, there's room for us to be who we are and express ourselves. Right. Like people almost welcome that. Right. It's encouraged. It's like, oh, you're so cute. Like, you, oh, you, he said this. Oh, you know, oh, that's funny. That's cute. Uh, he did this. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. So it's almost like as we're younger. Right. People kind of welcome that. But then we hit a certain point in our life and a certain age where people start saying, Hey, get your act together, buddy. Like, and that's where I think the identity begins to shift, right? At the, there's this pivotal and critical moment in our life. And I would say it's probably, you know, that 10 to 10 years old to 15 years old range um, where we're trying to come into our own. We're trying to figure things out. We're trying to figure out who we are, where we fit in, um, what this life is about and how we fit in uh, to, to this life. And, but then we also have these outside voices, right? Um, and they're telling us, well, you're this or you're that, or you're not this or you're not that, or this is okay and that's not okay and so on and so forth. Um, so it, it becomes very convoluted and very confusing. And I believe that's where, um, where if if we don't have the right people in our life that haven't worked through their own stuff, that's where we're going to really get off track because all of a sudden their, their twisted perspective, um, their insecurities, their insufficiencies, their thoughts and ideations that are more negative than positive 
or their ignorance. And I use that term not uh, in an ugly manner, but just saying ignorance is simply when we don't know what we don't know. Right. Um, And so all that starts to be poured into us. Right. And so the more ignorant the people are that are speaking into our lives, um, the more ignorant we're going to be. You know, and, and there's a that means that there's a ton of stuff that we haven't been taught that, quite frankly, we should have been taught. Um, and so for me, it, it's simple things, too. It's like, how do you budget? How do you save? You know, what does it look like to actually go to work and be responsible? You know, and then for some people, it's like, how do you change a tire? How do you change your oil? You know, how do you clean your room? Um You know, so for everyone, it's different. For me, it was really just the fundamental foundational components of living as a young adult, right? Like I didn't know how to budget. I wasn't responsible with my money. I didn't pay my bills. You know, I didn't pay my medical bills and all this and that. And I'd I'd just go without paying stuff, but continue to try to make money, you know? And so that was part of the stuff that I had to work through is just those foundational components of like, what does it mean to be an adult? How do I be uh, responsible? How do I be reliable? Um, and, and so on and so forth. And that, you know, and then, well, how do I, how do I parent? How do I raise my children? What kind of words do I speak to them? What kind of disciplinary actions do I put uh, into place for them that are appropriate, right? The appropriate boundaries, not these boundaries that swing way outside of the lines that fall on the spectrum of abuse, whether it's verbal, mental, emotional, or physical, right? Um, so, so how do I do that? Like when I spank my kid, or should I spank my kid? But if I if I do decide that um, disciplinary actions include spanking my child, well, what does that look like? Do I just beat him with the board? Do I take a leather strap and just beat the heck out of him? Do I take a switch out of the tree? You know, so just simple things like that. You, I say simple, but it's like. Well, when we're not taught these things, we just don't know. It's like, okay, how do I discipline my children? And then furthermore, the the better side of that is how do I encourage my children? How do I let my children know that I love them and that I'm here for them and that I support them? How do I let my children know that I'm proud of them? How do I verbally express that, right? Because words are life or death. And uh, for me, as a young man growing up, like words, quite frankly, were death. Like the words being spoken to me were death. And it just killed my soul. It killed my identity. It killed my security. It killed my vision. It killed my goals and my dreams, you know. And so <clears throat> when you go through that kind of stuff as you're being raised uh, and as a young man, especially as you're going through puberty and you're really just starting to figure things out in your life or you're trying to figure things out and this confusion sets in, you know, it's like at some point you just get totally lost because you don't know. Um, and so there's a lot of that stuff that I just had to work through myself. And I think it goes back. I think you had mentioned something about this a minute ago, but man, it's hard work. Like it's, it's a lot. It's not easy. Even when you have parents that raise you the right way, that speak life into you, that teach you the responsibilities that you need to have just as foundational components for being able to live on your own. Um, You know, it's not easy when you have parents that do that, but man, when you have parents that haven't done that 
And maybe not because they just wanted to neglect it necessarily, but just because they didn't know better. Um, man, there's a lot of layers to the onion that you have to peel back. And sometimes it uh, it's very painful emotionally. You know, it, it, it's painful thinking about who we are, how we show up in this world. And then is that truly who I am? Is that truly who I want to be? Is that truly how I want to show up? Is that truly the impact I want to be making in the world? Um, So to think through these things, uh, oftentimes I've found that as adults, we would much rather uh, avoid that um, because it is painful and and it takes effort and it takes energy. And quite frankly, uh, as adults, a lot of times it's sad, but nowadays we just want to work and pay the bills. You know, so to add more to our plate is it's just it's not in our realm of existence. Right. It's not something we desire to do. Hopefully that answered the question. I don't even remember what the question was now. You know, I I think that, well, it's it's about identity. Right. And I think so much of this experience is um, partly, I believe, that the crux of creating who you are within the scope of your understanding is like asking yourself really difficult questions all the time. And, and I I've discovered, and, and I actually appreciate you kind of going through that thought pattern with yourself here and in the way that you present that, because you know, it is like, even I've looked at my life and I thought to myself growing up as a boy, I never had any sort of structure for what it meant to be a man other than abuse, violence, drugs, alcohol, women, and that was in my own house, right? I never knew how to change. I'll never forget this. My my roommate, who was my best friend at the time when I was 23, we were getting go to, ready to go to our other roommate's wedding. I didn't know how to tie a tie. I was 23 years old. I'd never done that before one time in my whole life. Yeah. And I was so, in that moment, embarrassed. And I, I remember going to my mm-hmm. friend and being like, dude, I don't know how to do this. Will you help me? And he helped me tie a tie. And dude, it was one of the most important moments of my life because I never had a man in my life to help guide me or give me the tools or be able to ask those kind of questions. And I think you're spot on. I I wrote something. I'm I'm working on my fourth book now called Unbroken Man. It'll be my third published because I recognize like as men, a lot of us are still operating as boys. And that's not looking for clarity and the transparency. I don't think that's any fault of our own. I think that comes from the structure of the society in which we've been raised, where where men have been children or little boys as as adults, where they're still like, lear- dude, I remember like distinctly what it was like the first time I got myself out of debt because no mm. one ever taught me to pay my bills. The collectors were always calling because yeah. that's what I experienced as a kid. Right. Our experiences, our learned behavior, everything that leads us to where we are today come from everything that we learn. You mentioned something actually that I, I really would like to go into a little bit. And you were asking this question about who are the people around me? And and I think yeah. that there's such evidence around the reality that the people you surround yourself with impact your life in these very dramatic and drastic ways, some for the good, some for the bad. And, and I think that one of the hard parts about growing up a boy and kind of, you know, our parallel of our story, Paul, is very similar, right? And growing up and like finally getting community or brotherhood and we hold on to that, but then we start to grow and we notice that those people often, they want to pull us back. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm really curious about, man, in your journey and as you've 
grown, as you've taught, as you've led other men, how do you talk to men who are in this position where they're like, and I guess people in general, honestly, because we have women listening to the show as well, but, but how do you navigate that place of like, you're in this growth phase, but other people in your life want to pull you down and you're like, well, but I need the companionship. Like, how do you navigate the chaos of all that? Man, that's, that is such a great question uh, because I believe that it's, it's not, I don't think it's a black or white answer, uh, quite frankly, because, um, well, first, first and foremost, I'll I'll preface it with this. I always tell people that who we surround ourselves with is very important. And, you know, I, I don't remember who said it, but they say, you know, the five people you surround yourself with, you look at those five people and that's who you're going to become, whoever you hang out with the most. Uh, and I do believe that. I believe that people shape us and mold us. People rub off on us, uh, their their thoughts, their habits, their patterns, their so on and so forth. Um, and, and now as far as people who want to pull us down, I think we have to seriously look at. We have to we have to take inventory, right? There's a lot of things we have to inventory in our lives as we begin to go down this path of um, really figuring out who we are and what our purpose and mission is in this world. And as we take one of those things we've got to take inventory of is our relationships. It's the people that we are surrounding ourselves with, because if I tell myself that I want to be, uh, let's say, a motivational speaker, and I want to inspire people and change their lives and encourage them w- with words um, that that really just hit the heart. Well, <clears throat> you know, if I am drinking and drugging and partying and hanging out with a bunch of goons, that that's all they look for is weekend after weekend. They're vulgar with their talk. They're vulgar with their jokes, they're crass, so on and so forth. We'll We'll be right back to this episode of the Think Unbroken podcast in just a moment. But I wanted to invite you to come and join the Think Unbroken Discord community. If you don't know about Discord, it's being built on Web3, which is a platform that we as the users get to own. So no more Instagram or Facebook or algorithms getting in the way of you seeing and and being a part of content. In the Discord channel, we're going to grow this to hundreds of thousands of community members, hopefully over time. But today, it's small, it's close, it's intimate, where you'll be able to get access to live coaching with me, where you'll have chat with the Unbroken Nation community, where you can talk about a range of topics, anywhere from thinking about habits and growth mindset, goals, trauma, recovery, dating, relationships, career, accountability, business, meditation, feedback, and more. And so all you have to do is go to thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D to join the Unbroken Nation community. The reality is that's probably not, that's probably going to pull me down. That's going to keep me from actually attaining and achieving the goal of becoming that motivational speaker that actually speaks wholesome words uh, honorable words, encouraging words, inspiring words, graceful words, poetic words, right? Because um, all I'm surrounding myself with is people who do the exact opposite, you know? So I, I would say that we have to take inventory and that's the easy part is saying, does this person align 
with who I want to be. And if they don't, we have to seriously figure out um, how do I put boundaries around this particular relationship or this particular person. Now, then there are those other people um, when we take inventory that's like, man, this person is just super negative. This person's, you know, tell me, Paul, like, dude, you are who you are. Just be who you want to be and keep doing what you're doing. Like that kind of talker. Paul, like, do you really you want to be a motivational speaker? Why? I don't get that. Like those kind of people. Um, also, you've got to say, okay, how am I going to put boundaries around this person? And then I think, of course, the closer people are to us relationally. So so let's say we have these spheres. We, we have acquaintances and we have friends and then we have extended family and then we have our um, immediate family and then we have our family that's right here in our home, like your spouse, right? So that's a little different. It takes a little more thought. It takes a different t- kind of process to look at our spouse and say, is is my spouse negative? Is my spouse pulling me down? Uh, and then we, we have to have some different con- kind of conversations. If it's, if it's a spouse, it's not as easy as just clipping the cord and saying, hey, you're, I'm done with you. Bye. Out of my life. Now, for some people, it might be, but I don't, I would even, for some people who could, even could do that, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I think that it requires attention, it requires um, some delicacy and being able to maybe seek some wise counsel and make sure that there's uh, proper communication going on. Um, that does that, does any of that resonate? Does that kind of answer uh, the question that you were asking or did I go in a totally different direction with that? Yeah, no, no. I, you know, I, I think that there's, there's so many different aspects of it and I think you're spot on. Like there's, you know, and the one thing I, I hear you doing here, which I think is incredibly important is asking the questions right? Asking the questions because so many yeah. people just take things for face value. Um, I, I would say probably one of the things that, that holds most true about who I am as a person is that I'm a contrarian. Dude, I question everything. There, <laughs> there's nothing that's laid in front of me that I'm not going to question. And that's, that's held huge dividends in my life. That's been able to propel me into a place to be successful where I otherwise may not have been. And mm-hmm. And to some extent, like, honestly, dude, like, I feel like it's like, it's like one of my superpowers. What I'm curious about, Paul, is for people listening and, and the quality of your questions, you've probably heard this before. The quality of your questions determines the quality of your life. What I would love is if you could give some people some practical ways in which that they can start asking themselves questions, because I can promise you that there are people listening right now, the unbroken nation who are just like, I've never asked myself a question like this before. This feels super freaking uncomfortable. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Paul, help me. How do I ask myself questions like you're asking? Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, so man, I'm going to give you some, uh, I'm just going to give you some, I'm going to give you some wisdom or some knowledge or yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that wisdom or knowledge that actually just came to me this morning. Um, while, so I always tell people for some reason, some of my best thoughts and ideas come to me when I'm standing in the shower in the mornings, staring at blank walls. (laughs) It's like so weird. But anyway, this morning I was just thinking about, um, I was thinking about some, some content that is going to go in my book. And so the, the, there's three words that came to mind for me. It's past, present and plan. Okay. 
And so to, to be more specific, uh, to gear this towards your question is what are some, pra- what are some practical steps that people could take? So let, let's say it is for the sake of really just tapping into who we are and figuring out, Hey, what, who am I? Who am I as Paul Bean? I, I would say one of the first things we could do is look at our past and understand that our past does not define us. Um, our, our our past also doesn't have to be all negative, even if there's been a lot of bad that has happened in your past. And this is where the mind shift comes in, right? It's like, you know, in the past, uh, I had to deal with abuse and alcoholic parents and, or, or you know, um, uh, parents addicted to drugs or, you know, so on and so forth. I'm not saying those things aren't bad, but what I am saying is, we look at the past and we figure out how can we take something positive from that? Like I was just talking to a friend the other day and he said, you know what? Like the more I thought about, he said, I didn't realize this till after my dad passed away. He said, I always thought, you know, that I would be better off without my dad. But then when he passed away, I started realizing that he actually gave me a gift. Um, in, in his absence, he taught me who I don't want to be you know? And so that's a gift and that's a different way of looking at his father and it helps him, uh, forgive his father as well. And then he went on further to say, you know, I realized that my father was just doing the best he could. He was doing all he knew to do. And so there again, like grace and forgiveness, right? Like, so if we can look at the past and figure out, um, the things that have happened in our past that have kind of shaped who we are right now in this present moment. Like how did that particular circumstance, situation, adversity, whatever it was, how did it impact me right now? Like, okay, I burned my hand on the stove when I was six years old, really has no impact on me now other than the fact that I know not to touch that hot stove again. Right. So I did learn a lesson from it or I can look at the scar on me where it burned, where it shriveled my, and I say, man, that is ugly, but we got to get past that. We got to say, no, that is character, right? That is character. And I now not know not to touch a stove, but that's kind of more of just like a surface level. All right. But I'm talking about the bad stuff that's really happened. So look at our past and say, what, what kind of adversity have we been through and how has that helped us? What kind of positive things can we take away from that? And then also ask ourselves, okay, what kind of good things happened to me? Because gratitude is a huge part of being a whole person, a whole individual, is being able to have gratitude for the things that we have in our lives. You know, So look at the positive and say, man, I sure am grateful for that. Um, so two components of the past, right? Like, Look at the negative stuff, say, what lessons did I take away from this? And look at the positive stuff. And just allow yourself to, to like be present in that moment and say, that's awesome. I'm grateful for that, you know. And then the present, like how am I currently living? Like based on the past, what, what, ha- what have I let impact me from the past that is now shaping my behavior in a negative way in the present? All right. And then the opposite question. What in the past is shaping is shaping my behavior in a positive way, right? Like, so a chaotic environment as a child, 
where you're constantly on alert. You're aware of everything going on around. You're gauging the room. You uh, you know when people are angry or frustrated or upset. Well, what that does for me in the present is it makes me um, it makes me aware of my surroundings. It gives me a keen sense of awareness of what's going on around me. That allows me to look around the room and see people who may need uh, a little more attention or some kind words because they're fi- because they've got this frustrated look or, or this um, you know just this look of despair. Right? It, it, it allows me um, to be present in that moment, feel that, and actually change the situation at hand. Right? So, um, so that chaotic environment in the past, even though it was scary back then, well, what it's done for us now, it has it has increased our awareness. That has given us the situational awareness that serves us and other people as well. Okay. And so that's the present. Who am I right now in the present? And the other thing to ask about the present is, am I who I want to be? Am I where I want to be? You know, whether that's mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, um, relationally, am I where I want to be today? And if not, why not? And then the other question is we go into the plan, right? Because the plan, so the reason why I use a P, right, is alliteration, your past, your present, and a plan. A plan all is, a plan is always future-oriented, right? So instead of using the word future, I just use plan because it's always goal-oriented. It's always future-oriented, all right? So, uh, so we, we take that and we say, okay, who do I want to be? And we start casting vision, all right? We say, all right, what does the plan look like? What, what is my vision on this, this goal board here, right? Like, who do I want to be? Like, this is who I'm being right now. Do I really want to be like that? Or there's some things in my life that I need to change and that I desire to change. What kind of impact do I want to make in the world? And then you create a plan around that. <clears throat> you say, okay, well, this is the man I need to become in order to accomplish this. Um, so practical application. Ask those questions about the past. Ask those questions about the present. And then ask yourself about the future, the, the present, or not the present, but the plan, which is the future. Is that as confusing as all get out or what? No, man, that makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. And, and, you know, one of the things that I, I think about every single day, like literally it's the first thing that I do in the morning. I sit down with my journal. I write face fear And then I ask myself, who do I need to be today to be the person that's going to impact the world, to create change, to reach my mission? Mm. Because I often think about this reality that like whoever I was yesterday is not good enough to get me to where I'm going. It's not that that person's not of value. It's not that that person doesn't help me Mm. along the way, but like who I was yesterday, just those skills, they, they don't apply to today. Today is a new day. It's a new thing. It's a new series of questions, but it always comes down to asking that because in that, and I, I think the thing that I would like to point out, you didn't specifically say it, but I'm going to bring it to face, is that when you're asking yourself these questions, you're getting massive clarity about who you are. Yeah. And, and I think one of the reasons why we struggle so often, men, women, doesn't matter how you identify, is that we're not really given any roadmap to this thing called life. And then suddenly yeah. you're in it. And if you're in school, if you're in the military, if you're in college, if you're in a career, you always have a a syllabus. There's always a job description. There's always that thing right there for you that says, hey, this is who you need to be today so that you can move towards the goal. 
the reality though is that in real life like everything outside of that you've got to create that structure for yourself yep. you've got to create that foundation you have to ask yourself these incredibly difficult questions and it's only through asking yourself those incredibly difficult questions will that clarity ever come because i you know i think the hardest question i asked myself in my 20s was like am i getting pepperoni or meat lovers and that to me is like <laughs> not the solution right. like that's not the thing you need to ask you need to ask yourself what are your values? Who are you as a man in your moral yeah. characters? How do you show up in a way that you actually give a damn about yourself? And, and a lot of it also, I think, is when you are faced with trials and tribulations and turbulence, which you inevitably will, I promise you the next thing is coming, is to be willing to look at it and just say, okay, I acknowledge this. What do I need to do to move through it? And, and one of the things I'm, I'm curious about here, Paul, and you, you had mentioned it is, you know, you've, you've gone through these experiences in your life that were tumultuous and you found yourself on the other side of it. And I think that people so often they get stuck here and they look at their life and they go, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. How do I ever go on? I can't continue living. Woe is me. And what I'm, what I'm curious about, Paul, because what I hear in your voice, what I hear in your story is you're like, I'm going to find a way to keep going forward. How do you help people do that? How do we keep going forward after hitting, you know, rock bottoms, divorces, kids are mad at us, business failure, that thing, which is next has come. And we're just like, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the main things we have to be able to wrap our minds around is we're not in this alone. We're not the only person enduring this. Like any pain that I've ever endured in my life, I guarantee you there's been someone else who has endured that same pain. Um, it, it may be varying degrees or maybe a different shade of color somewhere in there, but ultimately um, there are other people who have experienced um, what I have experienced. And um, so I'm not in the boat alone. There's other people that I can look for, that I can reach out to, um, that have navigated and charted these territories um, that can help me navigate and chart these territories uh, that can actually, maybe it's not the exact course that I'm going to take. Maybe it's not the exact map I'm going to use, but something is better than nothing. So if I can find someone who has been through what I've been through, who has endured that, who has survived it, well, their map can at least get me started in the right direction. And so um, the, I think that that is one of the most important things is just to remember, like, we're, we're not the only one who has ever endured this, this particular situation. Um, and if we can just remind ourselves of that, that lets us know there's hope, right? Because someone else, there's someone else out there who has made it through this. And then we can find those people, you know, sometimes, it, and there again, sometimes that takes a little effort as well. Like, it's not like we're just going to think of, Hey, I need someone who's been through this and they're just going to poof appear. Maybe sometimes um, accidentally or, or by divine uh, appointment, maybe, you know, but otherwise it, it takes some effort and energy. And I, I think that that is one of the key components uh, for us to remind ourselves of that. And then from there, um, I think we, we have to uh, step back for just a moment, give ourselves a little grace. Um, and in that, also give ourselves a little credit and say, this is okay, Paul. Like, the, you're okay. And I tell you what, 
you can make it through this. You, you've got this. Um, this is only making you better, right? Like the, whatever adversities we face, if we have the right attitude about it, if we have the victor mentality versus the victim mentality, we're going to look at our circumstances. We're going to say, how can I become better through this? Yeah, I love it. And, and could not agree more. And, and I think you're spot on. Like there's, there's so much validity to the idea. Like truthfully, like you're not the only one going through this shit. Other people have been through this. There's 8 billion people on planet earth. I promise you, you're not alone, but to your point, And I think you hit it right on the head. You've, got to be willing to go and seek that because it's not just going to show up for you. You're going to have to go find that group, find that coach, find that book, find that whatever that thing is that you're dealing with and and go and seek some solutions. Paul, my friend, this has been an amazing conversation. Before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, First of all, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to Uh, converse with you in front of your audience. Uh, It's definitely a blessing and honor and a pleasure and a privilege. Uh, So, yeah, thank you. Um, You know, so Paul Beam 81 at Facebook um, or on Facebook. And then, um, of course, our website, truenorthmen.com. That's truenorthmen.com. And, uh, oh, of course, the, the True North Man podcast as well. Easy to find any kind of podcast platform or there. Brilliant. And of course, we'll put all those links in the show notes for you. Unbroken nation, Paul, my friend, my last question for you is what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Oh, such a powerful question, brother. Uh, so as you, as you teed it up for me and I was thinking through that, uh, there, there's a verse that came to mind for me. Um, when, when I was thinking of what it means to be unbroken, and I'll read it real quick. Second, Second Corinthians uh, 4, 8, and it says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Okay, so to be unbroken is to be in the valley and to know that there is a mountaintop. There is a peak and that we are willing to get on the field of battle and make it to the top. Beautifully said, my friend, literally have goosebumps in real time. That was incredible. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken nation. Thank you so much for listening. Please like subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM 
at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.